0: So I found the strength to leave so I could have the ability to heal and rediscover myself. And that I may find and be the best mom that I could possibly be. I know that dealing with any type of narcissist, Somebody with addictions can be very difficult and that is why I'm here to share my story and as my new journey unfolds I hope that I can empower others to do the same as I did once again thanks for listening So it's another late night episode of Still I Rise. Um, I won't be whispering tonight, though, because what I have to share today is actually pretty more of an upbeat topic. Um, But first, I want to give out a shout. I want to give a shout out to two lovely ladies that I connected with their fellow anchor podcasters. Um. So we have Claire Birchwood. She is the podcaster for uh, Divorce Confessional and Cassie. She is the podcaster for The Narcissist Recovery. And those are two awesome podcasts. If you guys enjoy mine, please listen to theirs because their stories are amazing. And, you know, they're two beautiful women with so much courage and today I was listening to actually both of theirs and uh, with Claire's I found myself getting actually very emotional because I could relate to her to her pain um, as far as feeling alone with certain things and um, you know just going through the nightmare of a divorce and it's, it's not an easy battle, but I know and I'm confident that she will bounce right back up from this and she's going to be a much more stronger woman. And Cassie, listening to her story and uh, her last few episodes, she's been talking about gaslighting. And I know that she feels just as strongly about you know, how crazy gaslighting is, as I do. And it's just been, it's amazing how, or it's crazy, rather, how these people can utilize this type of abuse and affect us in such a way. So after listening to those two, by the way, you guys are amazing. So, you know, keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys inspire me as well. I'm actually putting on my tea. I like to drink lavender tea, and I'm putting ginger, honey, and lemon in it. One thing that I wanted to touch base on today is both of those topics. Um, Gaslighting, for sure, and also just the feeling that we get, the aftermath of it. Um, you know, I think that type of gaslighting abuse is a lot worse than physical abuse, if not just as bad, <laughs> if, well, just as bad, if not worse, because I've, you know, I found myself just still questioning myself and backpedaling, not knowing what's right or if I'm doing something wrong or, you know. Just questioning. That is the effect. That is the aftermath. I mean, like, for example, if somebody were to hit you in the face with, you know, I don't know, a crowbar. Then you'll, you know, the, the, resort, the result to that would be a broken jaw. As if somebody were to hit you with gaslighting abuse, lack of self-value, lack of self-confidence lack of, you know, like, your confidence in decision-making, that's the result of it. And when you lack all of those things, that could definitely cripple you. And it could definitely, you know, take you, like, three steps back in, you know, in healing. So, I was hoping, if you guys have any ways of, you know... Share with us what is your ways of coping with, with, the, um, with those, you know, with those like, troubles that you have on your mind. Um, because, of course, it's like the nightmare never ends. Basically, it's like you'll have a few weeks where, me personally, I've had a few weeks where I've been okay. And it's been quiet and it's been smooth and it's been peaceful. But then something else will happen. And it's just been, you, you find yourself just kind of wanting to curl up in a ball and say, wait, hold on a minute. When is this going to end? So today was a great day. You know, um, I felt positive vibes. I had my diffuser going. I was able to meditate. I had my, I did sage, you know, I did some smudging and You know, I was able to just be very positive. I got some work done. Um, I do, like I, I mentioned, I work from home. So I was able to get a lot of work done. But the moment my children received a call from their father, it was like, oh, what now? And even though there wasn't anything that was truly threatening or, you know, maybe there was things that he said that were not too disturbing It just still puts me in a very paranoid state of mind and I start, you know, um, I got to think of the word for this. I start going back and forth with my own thoughts and I just be thinking, well, what if this happens or he's probably going to do this? I'm worrying over things that never even happened yet. But then it's like, you know, I rationalize it by saying, well, you know, I have to be prepared because I know him. I don't really know the situation. I don't know what's going to happen. However you know, I am still very paranoid. And with that being said, I don't think that anybody could really blame me because of everything that's happened. And I was having dinner with a friend and I was asked, what is it that's making you feel a certain way? I said, I might be over-dramatizing this, but I want you to picture yourself being in a prison for so long and being tortured left and right, you know, being lied to. After you get out of that, you have this feeling like, oh my God, I never want to go back to that. I truly don't want to go back to that. And, you know, you never want to see your perpetrator ever again. But if you have children with them, guess what? You don't really have a choice. <laughs> Sorry. That's like basically the bubble popper right there. You're just like, it would be great if I could. Nope. Let's pop that bubble very quickly because that's what's going to happen. Because at the end of the day, like I mentioned in my last, uh, my last episode, that's still the father or the mother of your children and you have to set an example for your children. I say that as I'm rolling my eyes. I'm sorry, bad cherry, bad. But you have to make sure that you're setting a good example. Bottom line, you always have to be the better person because you are better than that. You are not one that's going to just make, you know, I mean, there are some women who have done that, let's be honest, but you are not one of those women. So you're going to do things the right way. But with that being said, that's where I was just like, oh, my God, what is this? My stomach immediately started hurting. And when I was asked by my friend, why did I feel that way? I was like, just imagine you just don't want to be around that person. And then I was like, you just hear their voice and you just it gives you flashbacks you know, and I started thinking to myself, is it wrong for me to feel this way? Am I really over dramatizing this or am I over exaggerating? Because that's what I was told for the longest time. Like, if I felt a certain way, gaslighting, if I felt a certain way, I was told, oh my God, really? Really? Are you kidding me right now? Is that really how you feel? Is that really how you feel? I'm not even doing anything. And it's like all the evidence is right there hitting you smack dab in the face, and yet you're like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, I know I'm not crazy, I know I'm not crazy, I see all of this. No, sweetheart, you're not crazy. And the thing is, when you leave that relationship, you realize that you really weren't crazy, and you're able to understand and accept things a whole lot better, And you are not susceptible to their uh, hoovering. The one thing that makes things even harder is their little smear campaign when they want to talk about you to everybody. The things that you, and this is the mistake that I've made. A lot of people got the impression, and I, I know right now I'm going to have a lot of amens to this one. And I know that there's going to be a lot of women and men who can relate to this. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Okay. For example, you know, you're in this really messed up situation and you're just like, wait, am I crazy? Like, you're just literally, like, you feel like a psych patient, not one, you're like, wait, hold on. You think it's one of those, you feel like you just watched one of those, you know, um, one of those, like, weird um, Inception or... Or what is that? Shutter Island movies where you're just like, "Wait a minute. What is this?" That's what for me, that's what gaslighting feels like. Where you're just like, "Hold on, hold on a minute. The clues are all out there. Wait a minute. Bruce Willis was a ghost? He was a ghost? That's how these that's how these assholes will make you feel. Everything is like one big game to them. You see all the red signs Sorry, I'm turning this into a comedy. But it's true. You'll see all of these strange signs. And they'll sit there and tell you, nope, that's not it. There's a sign that basically is painting on, painted on the wall that says, yes, I'm doing drugs. Yes, I am cheating. And you're just like, it's painted on the wall. And they'll tell you, no, you see nothing. It's kind of like that scene from It when that little girl is covered in blood and the whole walls are covered in blood and the dad walks in there and says, what blood? And she's like, wait, what? What?" what? Exactly, that's, that's the feeling of gaslighting. Can I get an amen on that one? So that's not a good feeling to have. Because these people are sitting here trying to play Saw in mind games with you. It's like, want, do you want to play a game? No. But see, here's the thing. You're not handcuffed to that. You're not physically handcuffed to that. So you could just say, nope, I'm not playing this game. I don't have time for this. I need to do me and I need to focus on myself. So, bye. <laughs> so, I want you to think about that every single time you get hoovered into this shenanigan. I want you to think of Jigsaw asking you if you want to play a game. <sighs> and I want you to practice with me and say, hell no, bye. Or you know what? I appreciate the invitation if you know, if you want to be a little bit more proper. I appreciate the invitation, but you know <sighs> I have things to do. Thanks, but no thanks. So but that's where I was at. I was like, oh, my God. It's hard. It's so hard not to, to, to think the worst of these people. And it's so hard because, like, well, I mean, a lot of the things that I'm requesting for and I'm being accused of keeping him away from his children, the only thing I'm requesting is a clean drug test and you could see your kids and then we can talk about visitation rights i as a mother have a right i have a right to put whatever stipulations i like especially if me and my sons have gone through hell because of drug use nobody has a right to tell me oh you're being too harsh no one because number 1, those people were not in the house with me and my children. They have no idea what we went through. So it's like if they want to be if they want to be gaslighted or if they want to if they want to participate in the smear campaign, for those of you that don't know what smear campaign is, if for example, you that's what I was getting at. I got sidetracked. The smear campaign is basically all of the things that you are saying that has been done to you, they will turn around and say you were doing those things to them and they will get all these people mad at you. And sometimes with a smear campaign, it's it's like a group of an it's like an army that's going to be charging towards you and you know, that's why sometimes it's like you may not think that you're you're activating a smear campaign, but It's like sometimes that's a mistake that you can make when you finally get out of these narcissistic relationships or abuse relationships is, okay, the mistake I made and I was basically accused of trying to slander. But what people don't understand is I was in a very vulnerable state of mind where I felt lost. I had nowhere else to go. I had no no clue who I was going to talk to. I was very hesitant to talk to close family and friends because... I didn't want to tarnish his reputation or his image, but I was left with no choice because I had, I needed help. And like I've mentioned in my previous podcast, my way earlier ones, a friend of mine had told me never be afraid to ask for help. Well, never be afraid to ask for help. But the thing is, you'll never know who the right or wrong person is to ask help from until it blows up in your face. Because these narcissists are very charming and they know how to talk. And if they run out of means to to uh, manipulate you, they'll turn to the next person until they get what they want. They won't leave you alone until they get what they want. So with that being said, <laughs> yeah, that's a smear campaign. So if you've already experienced that where your close family and friends are not really there, you're going to learn anyways who your best friends are or who your true friends are. And sometimes even family won't truly understand. And sometimes it's better not to even discuss your personal life because they truly won't understand. They're not in that situation. The only other person that will under or people that do understand are the people that have actually been in your shoes. And they can relate to it more. And when you tell them, this is what I'm going through and this is how I feel, they understand. And that's how it should be. You don't need anybody adding more fuel or negativity. Fuel of negativity into that fire that you have already put out. You don't need that. So, as far as... What was I getting into when I got, before I got into, I am truly just improvising this. And I do feel very strongly about these topics. Because they will happen quite a bit. You know, um, I did have, you know, I, I think I mentioned it. Where my ex was, in a sense, I I don't know, I'm not sure how to read these signs anymore. And that's how mind, (laughs) that's how much he fornicated with my mind. So he had sent me some text messages saying, Why is it that we couldn't weather the storm? I was told that had I not had an affair, then you wouldn't have left. But, you know, till this day I get accused of having an affair. But since you had an affair, I wouldn't have done this. Well, regardless of what happened, I'm at that point and that phase of this whole ordeal where I don't really care who did what to who. I'm past all that. It's a conversation... That is not gonna be productive. These facts are not gonna facilitate a productive conversation. And I don't feel like being pulled back to where I was three or four months ago because I'm doing much better. And even if that was the case, like, there you go, like with those um, texts or those text messages. I I pictured Jigsaw with a sign. Do you want to play a game? You know. And I said no. I'm not going to play this game. So I gave the least amount of emotion. And I just told him. Well this was that. Well he decided that he was going to try to light my fire again. And threaten me with trying to fight for custody. Because there's no court orders. Well. The court orders are pretty valid because it's already stamped by a judge. Um, he did have 30 days to, you know, respond and didn't do so. So there's not really much I can say about that. So it was been it's been beyond 30 days, and actually in February the marital status will be completely dissolved or terminated. So that's how long this whole ordeal was sat on and neglected on the other party's time. Well, there's really not much I can do. And it's not, you know, spoken from somebody that is not, no, I I refuse to be codependent. It's not my problem. It is not my job to make things easier on somebody. Because they chose a lifestyle or they chose a path that was going to numb their feelings and ended up world winning their whole entire life. And you know, later on I decided some of you guys can look this up on YouTube. It's Eartha Kitt's interview when she was talking about, it's funny. She sounds absolutely insane and I love it. It's a black and white interview, and she says, A man comes into my life, and you expect me to compromise? And she starts laughing hysterically, and she says, Think about that one for a moment. I fall in love with myself. And I share, you know, I fall in love with myself. And if somebody wants to be with her, they should share her. She, she said, Share me, myself, with me. I didn't fully understand that until recently, and I was thinking to myself, that's a little bit self-centered. No, it's not, because that's how every person should feel about themselves. They should always fall in love with themselves first, and there isn't any false reasons of why they're clinging to another person. You know, for us codependents, that's why we gravitate towards narcissists and vice versa, because they see that we have that yearning to be needed. So they'll pull those strings and say, you know what? I need you in my life. I can't be alone. But when you really think about that, like after stepping back, for, for six months, five to six months, I realized something. If a man came into my life and told me, I need you because I don't want to be alone. Uh, if you can't live with yourself and you can't deal with yourself, what makes you think I want to deal with you? And the same goes for us. If we can't even handle being alone, how how are we going to be able to function in a relationship? How are we going to be able to do? Because here's the thing. In a grown-up, mature relationship, things are going to happen. You're not going to be at each other's sides 24-7. You have to be sure of yourself. You have to have that confidence. You have to have that value. That self-value. So that way you don't have... Oh, the reason why I'm with this person is because I can't be without them. Can you function alone? I'll tell you this much. It is hard for me when I don't have my children with me. And I am fortunate enough that I do have full custody of my children. However... I do feel bad when they do miss their father. But there's not much I can do about that. I did what I did not because I wanted to be vindictive and people see it that way. But you know what? I'm not going to put my children at risk to make other people feel comfortable. I'm not. I feel very strongly about this. And I know that even if I have family or friends who listen to this, they'll say, what the hell? Yeah, well, what the hell? I'm not here to make other people feel comfortable or make anybody's life easy. I'm a mother who is doing my best to put... To protect my children. To give them a good life. To make sure that they're raised well. And I'm sorry, but if the other party can't accept the mistakes that they made. And it's not even about the spousal mistakes. But the things that they did to the children. For the children to see. Not, of course, I'm getting accused of, Hey, well, you're telling the kids all this stuff. I didn't need to tell them anything. It, it was being they they seen these things you're telling me that erratic behavior a 9 and 8 year old are not going to understand get out of here with that knock it off you know what upsets me is oh well poor him he doesn't have anybody poor him okay well i don't need anybody's sympathy however i'm the one that's raising these kids on my own I don't expect an applause because at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for an applause. I'm not doing it for validation. I'm not doing it for any type of acceptance. I'm doing it because it's what needs to get done. I know I'm getting a little bit too heated right now, but I'm going to be as real as real can get with you guys. And this is where I am at my journey. Some days I'm okay. And there's some days where I get heated. I'm only human. I am a regular human being that is actually on the journey to self-rediscovery, as I always say. And at times it hurts when you feel like you're completely alone. And it's just the three of you guys, or however many children you have, against the world. It's not easy. And, of course, there are certain people that fail to see that. Because they're looking at the other person that's down in the dumps. But I've learned. Sometimes it's best really to just avoid anything. You don't know what's gonna happen. Of course, you're just, you're scared. And you have every right to be. Stick to your guns. And that's why I recommend stay busy. It's within your best interest to stay busy and just stay productive. And, you know, if your train is moving, you cannot have scary monsters grasping at you. You'll be too busy. Build your future for you and your children. That's the best thing that you could do. Now, when things get this way for me, um, sadly, I have not been able to see a therapist yet. I need to work on that. Um, I will probably do that after the holidays. But what's helped for me as far as self-healing really is meditation, smudging, cleansing my energy fields. Um, I have actually joined the doTERRA family, and I've started um, diffusing essential oils and utilizing them for holistic care rather than using pharmaceutical solutions. Yes, I'm a nurse, and I do have to say that in my years of nursing, I've noticed that uh, now these days I'm actually, you know, my, my field is utilization review, so, I've noticed that as far as health uh, healthcare, this is actually going off uh, you know off topic here for a minute. But in the healthcare, the pendulum is always going to be swinging more on you know what's going to profit. You know, they're trying to make profit based on pharmaceutical companies and their solutions. And I will say this: it's not really the best. And you know. For me, my health is everything. Why? Because I have two kids that I have to take care of. And being healthy is not just being physically healthy, but being emotional, emotionally healthy. So what I'm working on now is a balance for myself. Setting goals. What's the next step? Also, I really have to take care of my mental health and my emotional health. That my well-being is very important. That's my drive. So, you know, um, many people will ask me, why do you have... I I wear many different hats. Call me the Mad Hatter. (laughs) But, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a financial educator. And, you know, now I'm really getting more in tuned with holistic care. I believe all of that needs to have... Those are all different components, you know, of, of your life that need to be balanced. You know, you need to have good health. You need to be financially healthy as well, especially if you're a single parent. There's certain things that you need to know about. And, you know, I'll talk more about that later, especially with the finance portion of it. But as far as keeping my mentality healthy... And I've noticed that it has been healthier. In a sense, it's just like when I start thinking about where my mindset is, it's equivalent to having the ability to run longer than I have ever before, or picking up a much heavier weight than I have before, measuring where my mindset has, you know, could take me and understanding things. So, meditation really helps. And really just trying to keep calm during the worst of worst times or what could happen. Ask yourself, this is a famous one, are you a worrier or a warrior? Try not to worry about things that haven't happened. And I, I find myself doing that quite a bit. But you know what? Just keep doing you. And then you'll learn how to just be worry-free and don't engage in everything in anything and you will be fine. Um... For those of you who have not followed me on Instagram, I'm under lightly. Um, I do have a few pictures on there of like you'll see that I am just all over the place. I did start off the first few months after my divorce kind of just in my little apartment <laughs> kind of agoraphobic but I was putting myself back together. You know and sometimes that is needed. You just need that time for yourself but don't don't stay burrowed in that hole for too long. <laughs> but look, my friends, everything is going to be all right. And please, if you know of anybody else who could benefit from listening to my podcast, please also send them over to, you know, Claire and and Cassie's podcast. Look, my next chapter for this year. Is going to have a lot of empowerment. I want to base it off of empowerment. I want to be able to help more people out there. I'm a big advocate for self-care. Self-love. Just being that better version of yourself. And I know that right now I'm rambling. But. I'm. <laughs> I am on a tangent right now. And I. I'm I'm liking it because earlier when I was having dinner, I was a little bit disturbed because I was like, great. How am I going to deal with this? You know what? Do you, boo-boo. Do you. Don't worry about anything else. Just let all of that fade. Let that fade and dissolve into vapor. And it's going to be fine. So tonight... And if any of you guys, you know, are interested in buying any essential oils from me, I will post a picture of my um, doTERRA website. So you can go ahead and um, make your purchase on there. Um, If you're looking to buy essential oils, there's, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's very user-friendly. But like I said, folks, I do wear many hats. You know, um, I just want to let you guys know I'm not solely um, doing this podcast to promote any type of, you know, business, like just to make profit. I am here to help, you know, I do what I do because I believe that, you know, personal testimonies, testimonials are the best. And so of course, anything I would like to share with you guys, you know, and, um, Of course, we support one another. So I will be incorporating, um, you know, as I mentioned before, I am a business mommy. So I will be incorporating certain things. Um, We'll talk more about, um, you know, holistic health. And, you know, I'll give you guys tips and tricks and, you know, um, how to meditate, how to sleep better. And, you know, just suggestions. And you know what? Feel free to send me any voicemails on Anchor. And let me know, you know, if you have any useful methods. We're here to help each other adjust each other's crowns, right? So, like always, we will get through this together. You know, I'm actually very excited to be able to put name, or faces to names on pictures and everything on Instagram. So, uh, I'm, I'm completely like just elated for that. So until then, if I don't talk to you guys before the holidays, which I'm probably sure I will, have a Merry Christmas. I'm sending you guys all my love and big hugs. So until next time, I'm your host and friend, Jerry Golightly. Thanks for listening.